Welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today we are discussing Season 3, Episode 7, Chapter 42, The Man in Black. Um, I know there was not an episode for Chapter 41, Episode 6, uh, Manhunter. I had terrible laryngitis last week could not get over it. I'm still not all the way over it, so you might notice that my voice sounds a little stuffy, a little raspy. Um, It is what it is. I can't take anything because I'm pregnant, so I'm just kind of stuck. Um, Just got to get over it by myself. So today we're going to talk about The Man in Black. I'm sure there's like a movie out there somewhere that is The Man in Black, but of course I think it's reference to The Men in Black. And as far as pulp pop culture goes... It's not all Will Smith, like, funny alien stuff. So, I really recommend Last Podcast on the Left's um, series on the Men in Black. It is really creepy, and they, um, it's not like Alien FBI. It is some really scary shit, and it's kind of awesome. So, check that out. Also, this week, and probably going forward... We're going to be doing things a little differently um, since Homegirl is carrying two babies and they are getting bigger and they are taking a lot more out of me. Um, I swear to God, they're just draining my life for us, y'all. Sweet little babies. But I can't stay awake past nine. I just can't. So I can't do these all-nighter Riverdale Note Fest on Wednesday nights. The last two weeks, I haven't even been able to stay awake long enough to watch Riverdale on the night it comes on TV. So, um, I did watch this on Thursday night, though, and the notes that I take are just going to be for the segments that we typically save for the end of the episode. I just, I just can't do scene by scene right now. Probably won't be able to until season four starts. Because there's no way I'm going to get more energy as as this pregnancy goes on. And then after that, I'll have two newborns. So, and they'll be here any time between March and May, um, given complications and stuff. So, I don't know when the podcast will stop. Hopefully not for another few months. It will be on hiatus for a long while. I don't know if we'll go back and redo episodes like Manhunter. But for now, it's just... Um, while I can. So please bear with me. Don't abandon ship because I do hope to be back in full force in season four once like I have kids sleeping through the night and stuff if that's a thing that happens for me. God willing. So for this episode we'll start off with our most Archie Comics moment. Lori Lake that we is the character that we saw at the farm, um, the older sister. She is a character that appeared in the Archie Comics universe about nine times in total, from what I could tell in my very limited research. <laughs> um, but most notably in the Wilbur Wilkins line of comics. And you might remember that name from Archie's lame-ass fake ID from last season. So that's kind of a cool pull. I I know it doesn't matter, but I think it's really neat how what anytime they give like a a random side character, even if they're only in it for one episode, which I feel like Lori will be back for sure, but they still give them the name of somebody who appeared in the comics before. 
for a best blossom burn really the only blossom we saw on screen was Claudius and he was just kind of walking around and man get that guy to come in for this episode only to get out of a truck and walk around it no lines no serious action like I hope he's local because what a waste of time um still cool that he was there and it they they could use him to pull that scene together but I guess since Betty is genetically a blossom I'm gonna go with this psycho bitch look (laughs) until this season I've loved Ethel I felt very close to her in that like I was popular adjacent and I knew a lot of the popular kids but wasn't really one of them and I was a little thicker than the rest of the girls in my school even though I was a cheerleader and you know real big into school plays and stuff I was still a little a little more womanly than most other girls in high school so I felt like Ethel and I knew each other like I got her but this season she's fucking nuts (laughs) and and not just because she's been brainwashed and she's playing this game but like the shit she did in last night's episode no ma'am I'm not okay with and I don't love it anytime girls fight over a boy like the Betty Veronica Archie storyline I am so glad that is done with like I don't need to see Betty and Veronica who should be best friends fighting over a boy especially one who's I mean I love Archie but I mean he's not the only boy in Riverdale you guys so anyway that it was just so great. It was so great. And you know, fuck Ethel in particular for this episode, for everything, for fucking everything that she did in this episode. She was terrible. And I love it. Kudos to Shannon Purser and the writing. Cause that was super, Uh Oh, there we go. My mic fell out. Um, <clears throat> what I was saying was kudos to Shannon Purser and the writing because it was all fucking great. And I loved it, but God, she was awful. And Betty was amazing. So that was my favorite line. Like, I, it had me rolling. For Good Bad Funnies, my good this week. It's another anthology episode. And I really like these. I know it's kind of kind of weird and kitschy how they do them. But I think it's great. I, the last one we had was Tales from the Dark Side last season. And it was awesome. It was great. And this week's was really good. And I felt like each story got better as they went on. So I wasn't like super in love with the first two. They were great. I felt like the Archie and Jughead stuff was good. And I felt like it was really good for their friendship and Archie's character building. Cause he was really going to fucking kill Hiram. And I, I could see Jughead being like one self-preservation, like we're going to get shot, but two, he doesn't want that for his bro. He doesn't want his bro to be the guy who has to live with the guilt of killing somebody, especially his girlfriend's dad. No matter how pissed off Veronica is at her dad, and no matter what kind of monster Hiram is, Jughead was absolutely right in getting Archie to not, um, to run. You know, we needed them to go. And Veronica's section was great. Um, I like how they have Veronica and Reggie 
paired together a lot in this Bon Nuit set, what with um, Charles and Camila being an item now. I think that's fun. I kind of hope they don't pair them as a couple because while they are definitely restructuring Reggie's character as like the lovable bartender, he's been a fucking douchebag a lot. Like a lot, a lot. He's been a creep. He's been awful, especially season two. He was terrible. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we don't lose sight of that. Not that I don't want to see his character to grow. I just don't want to forget what, what's already transpired just because the actors are dating. You know, I, I have weird feelings about it. And, and as much as like Varchi doesn't do it for me the way Bughead does, I still like them together. I don't think they have super awesome chemistry. Um, but I don't, I can honestly say I don't think I want Archie with anybody else than Veronica. So I don't know. Betty's portion though. Holy shit. All the puffy hearts. Lily Reinhardt's acting has stepped up so much. I mean, she was great before there. I've heard criticisms of her in season one and I, I don't see it. I think she did a great job even then, but God damn, she brought it last night or in this last episode. Holy cow. So good. Holy fucking shit. And most of it was just ADR. You know, we were just hearing her stream of thought, but as she acted with her facial expressions, possibly not knowing what the ADR would be for right there, you know, but pairing it up perfectly. Oh my God. The writing was great. The production was great. Whoever does like, you know, the ADR stuff, like it's awesome. <laughs> the very end when like my soul was crushed as she was doped up and hallucinating the gargoyle King that really hurt my heart it was not cool with it, but Oh my God, did she blow it out of the water? Holy effing crap. She is amazing and goals. And I love her so much. Um, I mean, I know like I'm definitely a Betty head. I love Betty so much and that shouldn't be surprising to anybody, but God, she did good work. I am so thrilled with all of, all of it from the sisters of quiet mercy. And I think they're doing great with, uh, whatever this new set is for the sisters of quiet mercy, because I'm not sure if you guys remember this, we kind of talked about it last year, but part of the reason why they had to shut down Southside High logistically was because they lost that building that Vancouver, the city bought that building back to, um, do some stuff that I don't remember because this has been shit, probably almost a full year ago that we learned about this, but that was also the same set for the sisters of quiet mercy that we saw in a lot of season one. So they've got a new set and it kind of looks like it might be Riverdale High redressed, but either way, they're doing great with what they've got and I love it. Um, so we'll, to, we'll move on to my bad for this week. And I know this is nitpicky, but God help me, Archie's hair color. It has reverted back to that horrible color from the pilot. Season two was great. They figured out the formula. They figured out the time, you know, that they need to color it. And now it's just fucking flaming again. And it's so distracting. And like, I know that's his character. That's, you know, what we recognize him as is 
the all-American boy with red hair, but I, it's so much. It's so, so intense. My funny this week is, it's lame. There was so much funny stuff in Betty's corner, but <laughs> this one cracks me up. Hiram comes into Pops and he tells Veronica he wants a cafe con leche. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Veronica pours him the cafe. No leche. <laughs> cafe con leche is coffee with milk. <laughs> She's just like, here's some fucking coffee. What do you want? Get out. And chef's kiss. Love it. It was super funny to me. Um, for changes, I I know that Betty's character has to make the hero's journey. But oh dear God. <laughs> I wish we could have found another way besides dosing her and making her hallucinate. Like, I was so proud of her that whole scene. Up until the last scene. The whole time. Like, how she was fooling them and I mean she was clearly not fooling Ethel but she was playing you know Sister Woodhouse like a fiddle and she she was great she was great at pretending to fit in while calling everything out on its bullshit in her head being perfect Nancy Drew the whole time and I'm super bummed that that wall was blocked up it did cover the plot hole of her being stuck in there though so it's nice that they addressed that but and the acting that she did was wonderful when she was like doped up and hallucinating and doing the Rorschach test again but shit I hate to see that happen to my favorite character you know I don't want to have to see her like have to go through like Pop Rocks rehab or you know I just oh my Betty Uh, for theories I don't particularly want to see Again, my favorite TV heroine to be rescued by her boyfriend. I love women who can kick ass on their own to take care of themselves. And I think that's really important to show instead of just damsels in distress. But I have a very strong feeling Jughead's going to jump in and save her. And should I hope somebody does? Because if she's that catatonic from now on, who fucking knows if she'll be able to save herself. But I certainly hope... Um, there's a way for some real female empowerment there. Uh, for Sabrina Corner, I think I gave the wrong date in the last podcast episode, so do forgive me um, about the Solstice special episode, the Christmas episode. It will be up on Netflix on December 14th, so that is not far away. Please remember, let's watch it and talk about it together. It's so great. For Skeet's Dadgram Corner, this is kind of old, but I'm pulling... Um, a picture that Skeet posted himself on Instagram on Thanksgiving and it's him and his his kids in real life um, his twins which means more to me now which is dumb it shouldn't but it does and his his caption is just it's such a perfect dad caption and not in a, like a goofy way and not in a dad joke way but just it warmed my heart um, he says, so grateful for these two rays of sunshine. They fill every day with love, and I am the proudest papa on the planet for who they are as people. Two heart emojis. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And I thought that was really wonderful and so sweet. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of celebrities, rightly so, don't want to show 
their kids on social media and they have every right to do that and that's great. But I love that Skeet and Machen as well when they do present their they're almost grown children, you know. I think Machen's kids are probably grown by now. Um they seem to be in their early 20s, but there there's so much pride behind it. And I think that's really beautiful that it's not just look how pretty my kids are, you know, but look at the things they've accomplished and you can, you can just feel it, how proud they really are of them. And like in their lives, their kids are the true stars in their hearts, even though, you know, these actors are the ones who are the celebrities, but Anyway, you guys, I'm going to try not to cry. I seriously have, like, no control over my emotions right now. It's stupid. But with that, we will conclude another fun-filled episode of The Real Housewives of Riverdale. Um, Be sure to tune in next week for the mid-season finale. I will try to do a little bit more plot notes on on that because it should be action-packed. I might even see if Ashley can join me for it. Anyway, until then... Until next week, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review. All iTunes reviews will be read on the podcast. I haven't seen any come through. If you have submitted one, grab my attention. You can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Sharibi. And that's C-H-E-R-I-E-E-B-E-E. Or you can email me directly at realhousewivesofriverdale at gmail.com. All spelled out please don't hesitate to do so. I love talking to you guys about the show and about the characters and about the really important issues surrounding the characters. And it's great. I just, I, it's hard when it's in season because you have to wait so long for the next episode and you don't get the satisfaction of binging it. And it's, it is not as good when it's not binged. If you watch season two and binge it, it's, it's so much better. But even still, when we can break down each episode and see, like, the real parts of it, I love this show so much. Like, it gets portrayed as just sexy teens and murder, but I feel like there's some real, like, lessons here that we should take note, you know, and I think it's awesome. So, anyway, with that... I'm starving. I'm going to go get some food. Uh, I'll see you next week when we discuss the mid-season finale that I don't remember the name of, but it looks fucking awesome. So let's get together then. And uh, until next week, don't take the Pop Rocks. Bye, guys. We'll make the winter springtime and jingle jangle sing time right on through the summer and the fall. So darling, don't be